Hometown Ghost Stories contains serious and often distressing events and is not intended for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. On this week's Hometown Ghost Stories movie reviews, we're going to be covering not only the original Pet Cemetery, but we're also going to be tackling the Pet Cemetery remake. Are me, Jesse, and Dave on the same page about which one we like better? Let's find out now. Welcome in, everybody, as we continue down this Stephen Kingland stroll, which is just kind of out of left field all of a sudden, but it is what it is. I'm your host, Rob, and as always, I am joined by Dave. What's going on? And Jesse. Hello, folks. And just to clarify, we're covering the original Pet Cemetery movie and the remake of Pet Cemetery. We're not covering Pet Cemetery 2, which I have some like weird memories of from when I was a kid, but maybe we'll get into that at a later time of day for now let's stick to the original two and uh this was a patreon request from stephanie b that's right it was and she requested it and has been so patient because she requested it a long time ago she did it's just it's tough to sometimes add things into the catalog that we're working on but we're trying to get better about that so if you do have a movie review and you're a Patreon member, those will go to the top of the list. And we, we will still take requests from other people as well. Just shoot us an email or a message or whatever. Um, do we want to just dive right into these? Dave, do you, I think we can hit a synopsis for one and that can encompass both because it's essentially Literally the, same, the exact right? same. Yeah. The yeah. Same so let's, let's hit the synopsis for this and we'll just go into both movies. Dr. Lewis Creed and his wife, Rachel, relocate from Boston to rural Maine with their two young children. The couple soon discover a mysterious burial ground hidden deep in the woods near their new home. When tragedy strikes, Lewis turns to his neighbor Judd Crandall, setting off a perilous chain reaction that unleashes an unspeakable evil with horrific consequences. So Pet Cemetery is one of my favorite St Stephen King books ever, and it's because it was just such a great concept. That's another uh, story where the main protagonist, or the main antagonist rather, is grief, um, and it causes the affected family members to do unconventional things like exhuming the bodies of their loved ones and reburying them in a cursed Indian burial ground. So this one, the first one, the original, was pretty much a, just a condensed version of the book. Stephen King actually wrote the uh, screenplay for it, and he actually mm. had a uh, cameo role as the priest at the funeral, which is pretty cool to see him in the movie. Um, for this yeah, one, he, I did, thought, he did that yeah. a lot in his movies from like the 80s and the 90s. Yeah, you see him here and there with his, with his silly face. But so um, as before, before Dave spoils the entire thing, we will warn everybody that this is a spoiler-filled review. And uh, sorry if you're already at this point and you know what's going on here. But yeah, we're filled with spoilers, as always. Yes. The only I thing did, we've spoiled is that Stephen know. King's in the movie. No, I also said that they're exhuming the bodies of their loved ones. away the entire Absolutely everything that happens in this movie already. All right. It doesn't um, take Dave long. It doesn't. No, I mean, we're here to spoil shit, and that's just what we're gonna do. Mm. But uh, I mean, if you haven't seen Pet Cemetery by now, in fairness, this was released in 1989. So if you hadn't gotten around to it, uh, you should have already. Right. Um, so this, like I said, was a pretty just a condensed version of the book. It was the book just made a little bit shorter. And I thought with this one, some of the acting performances fell a little flat. 
which is one of the only real issues I have with this movie. Um, Judd Crandall was great with that accent, but uh, I thought the the parents were kind of just meh and forgettable. Couldn't really get into them. So I'll I'll pick up on the acting performances because I think you're right. I do think some of the acting performances fall flat, especially the parents. But it has a real 80s to 90s acting feel. Like there's a lot of movies that you go to and watch from this time period, and the acting's kind of the same. It's still a little hammy, but I don't know. It's just you could just be like you could watch this movie and not just because of the camera. You could just be like, oh, because of the way they're acting. I know this is a late 80s, early 90s movie. Um, it's just everything of this movie reeks of its time. And I mean, we're going to talk about this in a little bit. I prefer this one to the remake. But I think if you didn't watch this when you were younger, when it came out, you're not going to have that same feeling because you had to experience it around the time it came out. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah, so I'm not sure when you guys first saw this movie. Dave, I'm not sure if you saw it when you were younger. Jesse, I'm not sure if you saw it just recently. Yeah, the first time I saw it was uh, this week. And yeah, I like it. I think it was instantly uh, a classic. Really? Oh, that's, I thought that's so. good. Yeah, that's good to hear because I thought I thought it would feel dated to somebody. Um, yeah, but you got to understand like what period you're watching this movie from. It's a 1989 movie. This movie is two years younger than me so it was uh i understood what i was dealing with like as for, as for the time frame as for what we're going to get for practical effects um and just the overall production and the movie was fine i thought there was a couple of flaws but overall i thought it was decent i think dave you're right like some of the main characters like the the main couple in the movie were relatively forgettable i thought judd was fine um the accent made no sense for maine but that doesn't mean that somebody with that accent can't live in maine and it's fine. It just it just, it felt but like he they were wasn't the to... only one. The woman right. had it too. Yeah. Yeah. So if well, there were a couple, right? So it felt yeah. like they were just trying to pass off Maine as the deep south, and it just kind of didn't make sense in that in that aspect. But and it wasn't just the accents either, because of course somebody from the south can move to Maine. That's that's something that probably happens all the time. But it was also like they moved in this house, like well, I guess we're hillbillies now, or something along those lines. And like it's Maine. It wasn't a southern accent though. It was like a, it was yeah. a, it was a heavy New England accent. Like a, so supposedly no way. people in yeah. Maine, New England out of that. Yeah. No, definitely. supposedly. People oh, I don't know all that. I don't know now. I don't want to go with that. That rhymes. Oh, you better be careful now. That's right. I live in New England. New England, our entire lives. There isn't a single person that talks like that. Like, what are you talking? Supposedly, it was a poorly executed New England accent. He drops his eyes. Listen, supposedly this accent exists somewhere like in the mountains of Maine, from what I've heard. Oh, shot. There's like a certain spot spot of Maine. So I need to go explore this place because this is my favorite accent of all time. Like this brings me back. I mean, it's clearly a ripoff of it, but the South Park episode, Jesse, of Aspen, it was I don't this is just probably for me and you. But I remember us watching that episode one night and just cry laughing. And he's he's in that episode. He's like, I don't want to go up there, that mountains. Yeah, Hokadibajibajishab had a had a burial ground up there, and you don't want to go down that mountain. And I was just dying the whole time. <laughs> you know, it's the the pizza when you should have French fried. Um, of course, yeah, yeah ski. Or are you so. gonna have a bad? Time? Yeah, I have a bad time. Yeah. Um, 
No, I call I call bullshit on anyone from Maine having this accent. I, I don't think that exists. I don't think it's ever existed. I think it's complete nonsense. So he's leaving. I, I, I was fine with it. I was fine with it. But Maine. yeah, there's there's no way. There's no way. That's great. Be careful now that run over there. Shots go mighty fast. You don't want your kids playing near the road over there. Nobody talks like that. Um, Nobody on the planet talks like that. I do think that a significant difference from the first and the second, I'm not trying to compare them quite yet, but I think in the first movie, the, the original, they really do a great job of outlying Judd's relationship with the family as a whole and every individual member for the most part, like of how he ties into that family. So I like that. And I think that's a big aspect of the movie for me because more likable in the first movie than the second movie. Like he was like a grandfather figure, basically just immediately helping out immediately saves the kid. Obviously they welcome him into the family basically. And he's just like, all of a sudden he's the grandfather that lives across the street. And that's, that's why he played such a big role in the second movie for me. Anyways, it didn't really feel like, yeah, the, that he had that really just kind of like, why are you here? Why are you in this picnic? Like, why, no. why are you showing up how, to this? Yeah. That's how he was. Uh, that's how it was written in the book. And the, the first movie is a lot closer to the book. than the second one is right. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm saying the first movie as for, um, you know, Fred Gwynn, he, he had that aura about him. He had yeah. that. I would bring, I would invite you to the picnic. I would invite him to the picnic on the accent alone. Oh, come on. Let me make me a sandwich. <laughs> but other than that, like, I, I just felt like, he was really more relatable and more, I feel like it, he was someone that you could welcome into those kind of events. Yeah. Which yeah. I think was really important for the movie. It just, it helps tie it all together. The other, the other arc that I liked better in the first movie and how I go, just comparing everything, the ghost that helps him, the, the guy that, that dies on the operating table or whatever. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think it's, there's it's done a lot better in the original explaining why he's there and why he's helping him and it's fleshed out a lot better you know that's kind of a you know <laughs> sorry for the pun because hey. the flesh is, is literally out it's a pretty um, good pun over there, oh, good job there. <laughs> so um there's a lot that i just liked better about this first one and and there's some terrifying shit in this first movie this first movie had a more terrifying zelda yep definitely more so uh they this was probably like for me this is the that's the sister is the scariest part of the the movie and um that was like the one that the one scene that like stands out in my head when i think about the original pet cemetery uh you asked earlier if i saw it when i was a kid i, I did see it when i was younger um and that's always when i think about pet cemetery i always think about that because that was that scene always freaked me out and i didn't think they did as good a job in the second one with that scene i actually so two things first thing Which the scene that you're talking about sorry uh, see with the uh, Rachel's sister from our childhood with uh, was it school? Oh yeah, yeah, okay, yep, yeah. Yep, yep. So, two things to go on with that is the the scene that always sticks out to me is Gage taking out the Achilles tendon. Yeah, that's a good. Like one. that just always makes me go, oh, like, yeah. Like man, like that's just one of those things. Like there's a lot of things I don't want to experience in my life. But that's always the one like I and I remember as a kid, I saw that scene and then there was a group of people that were stealing cars like in in real life that were hiding under cars and cutting people's Achilles tendons. No way. I didn't hear about that. This was years and years and years ago. 
And I don't even know if it was like in the part of the country that I was living in at the time, but it, it came up and they were like, yeah, they cut people's Achilles tendons and then steal their car. And it's like, man, like, why? Just tell them what they were, tell them what you were going to do. I will <laughs> cut your Achilles tendon. Like, oh, you can have it. Yeah, yeah. Leave my Achilles yeah. tendon alone. I know. Yeah, leave, my, like, leave my Achilles tendon alone now. You don't want to take this Achilles tendon now. <laughs> I won't um. be able to run well. <laughs> I'll run from the trucks. Don't you yeah, run now. Run. Don't you do it. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you if you tell me that you're going to square up and fight me for my car, I will fight for my car. If you're like, I'm going to rip your Achilles tendon out. I'm just like, all right, dude. Well, here's the keys. Like, yeah, yeah. No. You'll just, just find me in the, in the pet cemetery burying, burying my Achilles tendon. <laughs> God, I need this back. Please grow back. <laughs> um, and the other thing, I, I don't think we can talk about them without comparing them. Like, since no, we're talking about them. So we might as well just do it. It's the same, same movie. movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So the Zelda stuff, which is the sister... I thought they went into it way too much in the remake. Mm -hmm. Like it was scarier in the first movie and it felt like it was like almost like I know it wasn't like the main plot point, but it was like a very heavy plot point in that remake. And I was just like, we don't need this much of this. No, you didn't need much of it at all. And I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm going to say that the kid that the ghost that basically kept reappearing from the car accident. I know we talked about him earlier. I don't think it was really that much needed in the movie at all. In fact, I think the movie could have done without it. I understand if it's in the book, you want to pay homage to it, but it just felt like it was just a completely unnecessary plot point in the movie. I was just, I, I don't know. It, it, when I was watching the first one, mind you, I haven't read the book and this is also, I watched the first one for the first time last week. I'm like, initially I was like, oh, that's a good scare. But then when he just kept coming back, giving advice, I was like, I feel like, I feel it's, like it's, it's your exposition. Uh, it's your exposition. Right. But I, I feel I don't need an exposition though. The plot is so obvious. It, he's it, your, it's, he's your exposition, but he's also your, your light side. You have also your, like the conscience. He's right. Like he's your, you have right? your devil and your conscious, like, and be, and he's there because the doctor helped him. And like, that's why he's allowed to come back and help him is what I think he says in the original one. Now to your point, the second one, they don't establish why he's there or anything really from what I can recall. He just kind of shows up in the remake. So I liked it in the first one. The second one, either get rid of it or give it a better understanding of why he's there. Like I know because I right. remember the first one, but if I was watching that one, because plenty of people um, watch remakes without watching the original or they don't even know it's a remake sometimes. And then they go back and we're going to be talking about this with some other movies we're talking about um, soon where they're like, oh, this is a remake. I need to go watch the original one to see what they remade and see which one I like better. So, right. If there's yeah. a remake, I always try to go back and, and watch the first ones first yeah. before I watch the remake, obviously. But um, again, I, I feel like it didn't have to be left out. I'm not saying that this is a big flaw in the movie. I think you just mm -hmm. got, had a little too much of them like that. There was a scene, I think, towards the end of the movie where like, he's just sitting in the front seat of a car it's like why why is this dude here again <laughs> like it lost its it lost its luster i mean we talk about too much monster pretty yeah. often on, on our reviews and i feel like that was kind of the scenes like this this ghost is just always here it's like okay dude we know we know why you're here we get it it's a bad idea you don't want him to do it you don't have to show up every every other scene and remind us that it's a bad idea and he doesn't have to do it you know so i don't know it was a little too much for me it's just it's just part of the story you know there's no reason to take it out and there's no you know what I mean? It's just it's just part of the story. It's not a it's not if it's not hurting the story, 
or it's not detrimental to the story, there's no reason not to have it in there. It just felt a little unnecessary to have it that much. That's all I'm saying. So less, less ghost, less ghost. I get it. So with, for me, there's like, there's two major differences between these two movies. Um, and the, the obvious one is the, the change that 2019 made was the ending. So the book ending in the 1989 movie was just, was with a grief crazed Lewis Creed reuniting with his rotting wife, which is just delightfully disturbing. Yes. And then in uh, 2019, you ended up with little Gage being left with a zombie family, which was also disturbing, but for different reasons. It was a little bit less dark, dark than the original, had more of like a cartoon horror feel rather than, you know, the idea that someone could be so stricken with grief that they'd allow a rotting corpse version of their wife to fill that void. Um, both endings I thought were good, although I did like the uh, the original ending a little bit better. But I, I still think the 2019 version was a better movie. The other major plot difference is obviously they switched out Ellie and George. Uh, Gage, rather. And right. um, in regards to which one gets killed off, I think that's a bigger deal for me. Because the only thing I really didn't like about the original movie was that kind of Chucky feel where you had just a toddler running around with a knife killing people and I thought it exactly. It's just right. not scary. It's switching that out for the older kid, the girl, I thought was a much better... Exactly. A much so, better, yeah. I'm with you on that point. Before I let Rob rip into this whole theory, I would go back and watch the first movie. I would not go back and watch the second movie. I thought the second movie was fine. It's going to get a good score out of me. I thought the first movie was a better movie. However, I agree with you, Dave, that using the older girl to transform into the zombie instead of the younger kid was a better move from the studio because you can have her do more things. It was not believable that this little demon child is taking out adults. Now, I got to give him credit for 1989 for them to be able to use these use this little kid actor who was what maybe two years old three years old mm -hmm. and have him do these things and for them to have him be as creepy as he was it was impressive much easier to use like a seven or eight year old girl a nine or ten year old girl however old the girl was ellie in the in the movie to use her but i just thought it was much smarter to turn her into the zombie because you could make it a much more believable killer and you could have her be much more manipulative you could have a much bigger dialogue she could say more things she can make more sense she could be tricky she could be creepy it was just at that point in that movie i was like oh this is it's just much more fucked up and it was much more creepy and well acted you had her in the bath you had clumps of her hair falling out you saw the stitches from the car accident you saw um the mother immediately reject her while the father just kind of accepted it there were so many things that the 2019, was it 2019? Yep. The 2019 movie did better in this, in this exact scene or this exact few scenes or whatever, this part of the movie, the third act or whatever, that they were just able to do more than the original movie was able to do at this point. However, overall, I, I, I still like the original better. And I, I just, um, I, I like the ending to the original better, and and that's kind of that's kind of where it goes. But I, I I felt like it was a smart move for them to use the older the older child as the zombie. I agree. It's funny because I'm I this is the one thing I am on the same page with you guys about. Like I'm fine with the girl, like them changing that. I do think like when you do a remake, it you don't want to do a shot for shot remake, right? 
like of the exact movie that came out, maybe you want to change one or two things. And I think this change made a lot of sense for all the reasons I've already laid out. I don't need to go over them. The only thing I'll, I'll push back on is we're talking about a movie where we buried somebody and they came back to life. You don't think that there could be some extra stuff going on, that they're a little stronger? That's, it's, that's not even the point. My point is just as far as optics go, it doesn't look scary. It's not scary to have a toddler running around killing people. It's just it's goofy. It does, but, he, why I, but he also does it in a way that he's not like he's not squaring up with them. Right. I'm not even saying like it's like a not believable thing or it's like ah uh, it just doesn't scare me. It's just there's nothing scary about it for it's just it's just too goofy. You know what I mean? It just looks too goofy. I get the idea. The, and the concept of pet cemetery is one of my favorite horror concepts. Just they bury you bury a pet and your pet comes back to life and it comes back a little bit evil and then the family suffers a, a loss. They lose a child, like the most horrible thing you can think of. And they in a bit of grief they take the child and they try it with the child and the child comes back as a zombie. It's just such a brilliant idea for a movie. Just optically speaking, a toddler running around with a, a knife is just silly. There's no way to, there's no way to shoot that and make it scary. And you know what I mean? It's just, for me, it's just, it's just optics. Yeah. I, I guess I can uh, suspend my disbelief a little more because I'm envisioning that he's like possessed by some sort of demon or something. It's not Man. even about suspending disbelief. Just cut and dry. Just, it just looks goofy. Did you find? Did you find? Up. He's no, no, not no. squaring up. That's not forget, what I'm saying. Forget all that. <laughs> Hands down. Did you find that child scary? I found. Yeah, like the, when he's hiding under the bed and he, because he doesn't know where he is and he cuts his freaking Achilles tendon. Yeah, scary. No one wants their Achilles tendon cut. We went over that in detail, but. There was just nothing scary about this little kid. It was very, very silly, very goofy. And you're right. The comparison to Chucky is, is great. I never found the Chucky movie scary because it was just so stupid looking. I'm like, it was just a dumb little fucking doll. I don't care. <laughs> and then you have this dumb little zombie kid. I'm like, it's just, it's just the kid. All right. Kid was too adorable. Like, you can't make this kid scary. He's just, just the cutest. He, <laughs> he was the cutest kid of all time. It was he heartbreaking. Was baby Draco Malfoy. That's exactly who he looked like. He was. It was so, so heartbreaking to see that kid, you know, die in that movie. Oh man, what a what well, a hard hitting scene in both movies. It was it was hard hitting. They did a great job. I mean, how do you not make that absolutely tragic? I thought um, the truck scene was actually a huge missed opportunity in the original movie. I thought that they. What do you want to see uh, the kid get just tumble down the yeah, road like you, a bowling ball? What are you looking for here? <laughs> so see, just, my problem is that I think gingerbread man just smashed to pieces. You're like oh god. <laughs> No, I'm not, it's not a gore thing. It's 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 just that they telegraphed it too much, which not I feel enough like, toddlers getting smashed for Dave. Um, which is it was telegraphed, which robbed the viewers. Of, I think what could have been like a massive shock. I thought the newer movie did a better a job with it, but I just thought like you you knew it was coming. You saw it coming from a mile away. Super telling, literally a mile away. Like you saw this just, man like opening up bags of chips and snacking. Like knew, okay, well he's yeah. gonna hit someone. This is you knew like, it was gonna happen. obvious. In the second movie, in the newer movie, it, it was kind of more. It wasn't like a complete shock because he's. I mean, obviously, I knew it was going to happen because I read the book and saw the original. But it was more of like, oh shit, scene. You know what I mean? Rather than well, like, here, like, yes. here it comes. But you're also filled with a sense of dread because you know it's coming. Yeah. And you're just like, oh come on, get him, get the kid, get the kid. Come on, you're close. And it was, it was also a loop because we thought it was going to be the little boy who died when we're watching oh, the movie. And then all of a sudden, I'm talking in the second one. Yeah. 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 
both of them. You're just like, oh, get the kid, get the kid. And yeah, so. Not Dave. That, Dave's like, smash him to little bits. That's not what I was saying. I was just saying. It so was... <laughs> so the, the one thing I will say with both movies is um, both of these kids get hit by an 18-wheeler. And I don't think their body would be in as good condition as it is when it gets buried and comes back. Oh, nah, man. Like, no. where? Yeah. So that was the one thing. <laughs> yeah. Especially. Some... Like, have you ever, have you ever been on a Reddit 11 forum? stitches on the back of her head. Like, <laughs> yeah. So I was like. Almost yeah. saved her. The, that's the most. Like, you're talking about the toddler being unbelievable. That was the most unbelievable thing to me where, you know, the body wouldn't be in good yeah, shape. Yeah, basically, I'm not, all, I'm not you, all you was, see is. Again, I'm not saying it was unbelievable. I'm just saying. Optically, it looks silly. That's yeah, it. All, all you see is his shoe tumble in the movie, and you're like, I don't even know if that shoe would be in that good of shape. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, Dave, so, it would be like it would be like you running around as a killer in a horror movie, though. I know that's why I'm not, that you don't you don't <laughs> see me in any horror movies. It just looks too silly. <laughs> that's fair. Um, so overall, I think that these two movies weren't that different, and they weren't that, even that different from the book. So the only real difference besides the plot adjustments was the acting for me, and that's what I think puts. 2019 over the top and just the optics of the killer i think were a little bit better so it's like it's like a slight difference for me like you know when we get the disagree. scores on these that's fine i disagree heavily because i think they i think that the second movie did what you shouldn't do as a remake and yeah. i think you're this movie's so ingrained in people that no pet cemetery and again i did like the subverting the expectations and doing the the girl as the zombie in this one that's one change i think they were putting it in your face a lot that like oh you're waiting for the kid to come under the from under the bed nope not under the bed this time or um just little stuff like that there was other stuff in the movie i'm like all right that's a callback to the original movie this is supposed to happen and then they do something else like every single time like right. they, it's on purpose every single time, and they do it way, way too much in this movie. Change some stuff, you don't change everything. And I know it's like a hard balancing act, but come on, dude. Like the 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 ghost guy we've already talked about. The other thing that I think they really messed up with when the relationship we've already talked about with Judd. But the other thing is they spent all this time on the on the sister. This one when one of the best things they did in the original was when Judd finally tells him, he goes, you know, you asked me if, if anyone had ever buried a person there. And I said, no, well, somebody was buried there back in 1947. And they go into that story and they talk about it and he tells them why you shouldn't do this. What happened with this guy? Like he gave you the reason not to do this. Like it has been done. It didn't go well. Right. Like this is why it didn't go well. And they show you this whole thing. And just like they just missed the mark on not doing stuff like that in this movie. For me, the um, they so they they changed the plot without changing the plot with regards to switching the kids. Right. Because it's the exact same plot is the their kid dies. They bury the kid. The kid comes back. It's the exact same story. It seems like a huge shift, but it's not. They changed literally nothing except for the optics. That's all they changed. So for me, it's like, and it, it was a change for the better as far as optics go. So to, it, it's actually, it's pretty impressive to be able to change a plot by that much without changing it at all. And that's what I really liked about the, the remake. Um, the other thing we didn't talk about at all is church. 
church. Church. Church. Yeah. <laughs> um, I liked the new church a little better than the old church. The old church was just too perfect looking, you know? Just a perfectly groomed, adorable cat. Yeah, I didn't read the book, but from some of the people I've talked to and the differences I've read about is from what I hear, he wasn't as aggressive in the book. Like he wasn't aggressive at all, actually. And that might have been a good change in the movie, because from what I from what I understand, again, you could talk about this better than I can, Dave. It was more just an aura around him and like a feeling like nobody like just being around the cat. Nobody wanted to be around the cat anymore. Yeah. And it was just more sort of, of feeling it, than 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 the aggression. So I don't know little, how you would convey. It was that. a little bit aggressive in the book. They definitely ramped it up in the movies, but he wasn't like a docile. I mean, there was the aura that was surrounded the cat. But he definitely did scratch the dad. I'm pretty sure in one part of the book, and which was uncharacteristic for the cat. But uh, yeah, they definitely ramped it up a little bit in the movies. I like the fact that they ramped it up in the movies because it showed that, like, yeah, you brought it back, but no, things are not good, and. You right. Know, these are the consequences to doing this. Yes, it's back, but it smells weird and it's aggressive. It's like, <laughs> yeah. How else do you show that? Right. So I, I'm fully yeah. on board with that. Like it's, it's tough. I get what they're going for in the book and I can understand feeling that, but an audience can't just like, look at that. Like you can't just convey those inner thoughts like consistently. Right. Like, oh, I don't, I don't like the way this cat feels around me. I still don't like the way this cat feels around me. Yeah, especially when they had the backstory of when they did bring back a person, he literally just turned into a zombie. And he was yeah. just Frankenstein, just mulling around and destroying things and stuff. And they had to put him down, like, immediately. So, um, obviously, it gets escalated when it goes to human beings in this story as opposed to animals. And mm. I think it was I think it was a good change for the movies. I'll, I'll give one more thing of credit to the second, to the remake. Um the way they used the Wendigo in it, really cool. Because mm. they, they mention it, they show them, and shout out to, to Lauren, who I was talking to about this movie. Um, she pointed this out, that the Wendigo's in the book. But they, they do it real subtle in the movie. They talk about it real quick. They show him in the distance of the woods, but he's not ever uh, a prominent thing. So I thought that was kind of a cool way to do that. Yeah, because it's, it's tough to be able, if you think about it, like that could have gone so wrong trying to incorporate mm-hmm. that in any way. Um, so I think that they, you know, they kind of like just skirted around a little bit. You saw it a little bit and it was referenced. So I think that was probably the right way to do it. Also, the ending sucked in the remake. I'm just going to say it. It wasn't great. It was very Scooby-Doo-ish. It just sucked. Um, I don't think it sucked, but I mean, it wasn't it wasn't nearly as good as the first one. The, one of my favorite lines f- in the first movie is when he's thinking about burying his wife and he's trying to justify it to himself. He's like, I just didn't bury Gage fast enough. If I bury her faster this time, she's going to be, she'll be better. And I like that justification because even though you don't have any idea what the rules are, like you could make that work in your head, right? You'd be like, all right, I just got to do it faster this time. Got to, got to get her in the ground a lot quicker. And then, She'll be more normal this time, and that's why I can do it again. If only he watched our podcast, he'd know that we don't make the fucking rules. Yeah, we don't make the rules. <laughs> Facts. Try to tell you this. Oh um, uh, yeah. So let's get into some ratings. Uh, let's start with the first one. What do you guys think? I'm so, going to give the first one a four flat. I think I think it's I think it's worth watching. I think it's the better of the two movies. Um, I just. 
I can't give it a five because I think there's just some things they could have done better in the movie for sure. I think they could have got better actors. I know it's of its time, but I, I, I give it a four. I think it's if you had to watch one of the two, this this one, and I'm going to give it a four. Dave? It's a four one for me, which I, um, I, I liked it. It's a good, it was good. It was one that um, I really liked the book and I was glad that it did the book justice and they didn't stray too far from the book. They didn't really stray, stray at all from the book other than condensing it. I mean, it would have been a 17 hour long movie if they had everything in the book, but um, they did a good job condensing it and didn't really stray from it. So I liked it. It's a solid four one for me for the first one. It's a four six for me for the first one. I thought it was great. It was different. It wasn't the same as any other horror movie that I've ever seen before. And I'm sitting here, I'm like, all right, Pet Cemetery. I did not read the book. I had not seen the original before last week. And so I went into this, like, how do you make a Pet Cemetery scary? And it was just interesting. There was just this yeah. constant reminder that something is going to happen with these Mack trucks. Like, you have these trucks, just 18-wheelers, just screaming by this little neighborhood. It made no sense. But you knew, you just knew something bad was going to happen eventually. And... I, I loved it. I and I thought the acting was pretty good. Uh, I think the neighbor uh, Judd saved the movie, and mm-hmm. a little bit Herman, of Herman Munster. Herman Munster saved it. The, right. the judge from uh, yeah, from my cousin Vinny. Vinny. Man, this guy's great. So I, I thought <clears throat> overall, <clears throat> I'm sorry, little silly when it came to the the kid, uh, but the ending saved it. The ending was so unsettling and creepy and that's what i want at the end of a horror movie so four six for me i i'm probably too low on this one to be honest like four is probably too low but uh, i'll stick with it for now maybe we'll come back in five or ten years and do it again and i'll give it a better score but i think four four one is 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 pretty is a pretty reasonable score for this movie i mean the story is great but it was a book so you know what I mean? It's not like I give credit for the movie for doing a good job retelling the story from the book, but yes, it was an amazing story written by Stephen King. Um, so, but you know, it, it, the acting was okay. You know what I mean? The, uh, the practical effects were fine. I mean, it wasn't. This movie wasn't shot in 1960. It was shot in 19. It was almost the 1990s. You know what I mean? It was yeah. a few years before Scream. So, this if to put that into kind of context, I thought this movie looked older than it was. You know what I mean? I. I it felt yeah. it felt older, so I think four four one is 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 right around. I think you and I are on the same page with this one, Rob. All right, Jesse, you want to kick us off with the remake score? Uh, remake. This is weird for me. I'm gonna go a little lower. I'm gonna go four two for the remake. I thought the acting was better. I thought the angle with the girl turning into the zombie was better. But overall, the ending kind of killed it for me. It was relatively silly. And and I just I didn't relate with the neighbor as much as an actor as as in the first one. I just I was like I don't really like this guy. In the first movie, I was like, yeah, I want to I want to go on picnics with this man. <laughs> I want him there. I want him to save my children from this terrifying road. But uh, so overall, like I said, I think he's the most important character in the whole movie. So if the, if you don't knock him out of the park, then then that's going to be that. So it's a little bit lower for me. Again, better acting smooth move with with turning the girl into the zombie and uh that's that's where i'm at on that one i agree i'm also at a 4.2 that's what i had written in my notes was 4.2 for this one 
Uh, for slightly, we have the same score for slightly different reasons. I thought it was a shade better than the original. There was a lot I liked about the original better than this one. And they were, but for me, like making the switch from the from Gage to Ellie as the killer was just was big. It was a big deal for me, as far as like I said a million times, just the optics. Hundred percent. I'm a two four on this one because don't Relax. give me that face. Rob hated this fucking movie. I did hate this movie. I think all the things that are important in it are lost. Specifically, the relationship between Judd and the family. The ending's terrible. Um the the relationship with the ghost is gone to the point that like jesse said like why is it even here the showing so much of the backstory with the sister is unneeded you're missing other things about showing like showing what happened and telling that story of like yes somebody else was buried here please don't do this here's why like and then just the whole like you remember this from the first movie we're gonna do it different and like all the time constantly throwing it in your face and i'm just i'm a two four like yeah i mean if anything the acting's better but i don't care because the story's not better the story was almost exactly the same but it's not because it's not told as well you're not wrong rob they, they did leave out some important things and they they dwelled on things that didn't need to be dwelled on for example, the sister. So I, I don't completely agree with you for giving it the score that you gave it. I mean, you're wrong, but it's it's fine. Well, I, I would say that like whoever, my guess, and I'm going off in left field. I have no idea if this is the truth. You remember how Dave said that like that scene with the sister was the thing that scared him the most from this movie. I'm wondering if that happened with a director too. And they just were like, let's show more of that because that was so scary. And it's like, I was just going to say that. Yeah, you, you know, about that. you know, and it's just like it didn't need to be shown that much. Yeah. Like some of these things, it's like some of these moments in horror movies are so scary because they're so short, and it's just mm-hmm. it is if again too much monster. If you dwell on it and you keep going back to it, it's no longer scary. It's like a kid telling the same joke over and over again. It's like yes, that was funny the first time, but you keep doing it, and it's not yeah. that's not funny anymore. So I agree. Yeah, and and you're. And Rob doesn't. Leaving. Rob does not agree that telling the same joke over and over again is not funny. He disagrees with that very much. <laughs> Rob is Rob is the poster child for saying the same joke <laughs> over and over again, even when they're told by their parents that it's not funny anymore. <laughs> it happens. Two point four. Mm-hmm. Suck it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whatever, Rob. All right. <laughs> so, do you guys agree with us? If you want, if you're watching us on YouTube, jump in the comments. Let us know what you thought of this movie. Give us your score. If you're listening on the podcast, shoot us a message. Let us know. Did you think that the remake was better? Did you think that the original was better? Who do you agree with? The person that's right, me, or the person that's wrong, Dave? And Jesse, I think, kind of leans more on my side. So, you know, it's me and Jesse versus I Dave. I didn't tell you give it a 2.4, so the hell's wrong with you. Uh, we're going to thank our patrons real quick. So real quick, our VIPs, we have Jeannie R, Justin T, Lisa J, Mike B, Mom and Pops W, Stephen V, and Demon King. Thank you guys for being VIPs. Other patrons in the $10 uh, area we have Anna C, Jake V, Rachel B, Stephanie A, Sydney B, Anthony, Angry Dave, Rocks T is in the three dollar section. Uh, others in that section are Brandon W, Captain McSlugs, Cody G, Kiralee J, Mark M, Matthew T, Mariah M, Papa Squatch, Sarah R, Sarah W, Solar Flare, Soph M, and Hooper. Thank you guys so much. 
for being on Patreon for as little as three dollars a month. You too can be part of Patreon. Sorry, I had to burp, but I tried to do it quietly. So the <laughs> and you can get your name in the credits. You can also get early access to reviews just like these, as well as bonus content, a bunch of new stuff this month. Uh, swing on over to Patreon and get yourself some uh, some bonus stuff. Also, stickers are coming this week. Ooh. So be ready for those. They're coming. Those out. are fun. Mm-hmm. People are asking about them, so it's, they are. Uh, it's a very exciting stuff. It's very, very exciting. exciting. And for those watching on YouTube, boom, I have one right there on my little oh. Hawthorne Hotel sticker. Hey! Nice. That's right. I nice. Hey, you just woke up. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, so that's going to do that. Do it for this movie review. We will catch you next time.